0: Sunrise with Shona, Hot 1027. Good morning, beautiful people of God. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona on Hot 1027, and it is wonderful to be back with you again this morning. I hope that you've had a good week, and I hope that if you live in In Nghateng, you've survived the heat wave. When I was growing up, I grew up with a person who was actually just five days older than me, and she never let me forget that, called Cindy, and her mom was Barbara. And Cindy and I used to stay over at each other's houses, and we really had two families. So right up until the day Barbara died, she used to make me scones. She knew that I absolutely loved them. So if I slept over, first thing in the morning, there was Barbara in the kitchen making scones. Otherwise, any time I arrived, she would get up and make scones. It was a wonderful act of love on her part. And she'd throw in a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Never followed a recipe. She'd be relaxed, calm, chatty, and those scones would turn out perfectly every time. Now I think life is a little bit like that. Life throws a little bit of this and a little bit of that at us, and sometimes we have topsy-turvy weeks, I've had one myself, where there's a whole mixture of things thrown together. But the one thing I'm certain of and absolutely sure of is that as a child of God, God works all things together for the good of those who love Him. And so, for you and I, God works all things together for our good. And this year, I think we need to just relax and let go and let God. Nelson Mandela once said an interesting thing. He said, there's no such thing as failure. We either win or we learn. And I think as Christians, we are constantly learning. Learning about how to live in the Spirit of God and allow God to be in control and not to take back those controls ourselves. One of my highlights this week was spending time with our Anglican bishop, the Bishop of Johannesburg, and we first had a whole lot of diocesan matters to discuss, and then we just shared our stories and experiences of God, as people of God, and it was a beautiful time. It was exciting and inspiring to share in that way. And he gave me a book entitled, Who Am I? by Elise Marie Muller. Now I'm going to share some of these pearls of wisdom from this book because I truly believe that we can only navigate this part, this part here on earth, of our eternal journey with God when we know who we are in every part of our being and who God says we are, who Jesus said we are. Strangely, or perhaps I should say, God incidentally, not coincidentally, the reading for Wednesday is Jesus asking his disciples, who do people say I am? And then Jesus telling Peter exactly who he is. I'm going to read that reading to you first and then look at it in depth before we look at the pearls of wisdom from the book, "Who am I?" So reading from Matthew 16 verses 13 to twenty, Jesus went to the territory near the town of Caesarea Philippi, where he asked his disciples, "Who do people say I am?" Some say John the Baptist, they answered, others say Elijah, while others say Jeremiah, or perhaps one of the other prophets. What about you? Jesus asks him. Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the Living God. And I'm stressing, Living God. Good for you, Simon, son of John, answers Jesus. For this truth did not come to you from any human being, but it was given to you directly by my Father in heaven. And so I tell you, Peter, you are a rock, and on this rock foundation I will build my church and not even death will ever be able to overcome it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. What you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and what you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then Jesus ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. As we reflect on those words coming up now on the mighty hot 1027, Jesus' name above all names sunrise with shona hot 1027 jesus, name above all names on the mighty hot 1027 good morning you're listening to reverend shona from st mark's anglican church and it's great to be with you if you've just joined us welcome now this morning we're looking at jesus chatting to his disciples and asking them who do people say he is and then who do they say he is and i'm sure we've all done that and for me this points to jesus as humanity But of course, he always has an underlying reason for asking. So perhaps we wonder who people say we are. What are people saying about us? Are they even talking about us? Someone once said to me, you're not that important that people would be talking about you. But they certainly would have been talking about Jesus, this man from Nazareth who was doing these amazing things, preaching, teaching, healing, casting out demons, miracle worker, turning water into wine. So they would have been talking about him. And so the disciples answer him when he says, Who do people say I am? They say, Some say you're John the Baptist. Now I've spoken a lot about John the Baptist, so I'm not going to go into detail. But we know that he was baptizing in the desert. We know that he was Jesus' cousin. We know that he knew he was not the Messiah and that he baptized with water and said there was one coming who would baptize with the Spirit who was much more powerful than him. Next they say, Some say that you're Elijah. And it was pointed out to me the other day that Elijah's name, El and Ija, is part of God's name because El is a name for God and the Ja part could come from Yahweh. But whatever you believe about Elijah's name, Elijah was a prophet. He lived at the reign of Ahab. He was a Tishbite. He experienced many miracles of God and he moved in the power of God. He was fed by ravens. He was protected by God. During a drought, he saw a widow and he asked her for food and she said, All I have left is a handful of olive oil and flour. And Elijah said, Well, use it for me. And I promise you that your olive oil and your flour will not run out until God sends rain. And that's the way it happened. Her son also dies and he lies on top of him and brings him back to life. Elijah is probably best known for challenging the prophets of Baal. With a burnt offering to God, he even poured water on his and God lit it. And it was hugely dramatic. If you go and read that story, and I encourage you to, that whole story of Elijah is quite a dramatic one. But then, of course, Elijah decides that he must kill all the prophets of Baal. He anchors Jezebel, and he has to flee for his life. And then, eventually, he hands over the reins to Elisha. And Elisha cleanses water so that people can drink. And Elijah is one of the few prophets who doesn't die. He leaves his cloak behind. He's taken up by God. And it's quite a miraculous thing to listen to. So what I want to stress though about Elijah is that he was protected by God, he was fed by God, and he works many miracles in the power of God. Then some say um, that Jesus was Jeremiah. That's what we're told by the disciples or one of the other prophets. Now, Jeremiah lived at the end of the 7th century, beginning of the 6th century BCE. He had a very long ministry. He warned of the catastrophe that would come upon the people because of their idolatry and sin. He lived to see his prophecy come true, which must have really hurt him. He saw the fall of Jerusalem to Babylon during the reign of King Nebuchadnezzar. He saw the destruction of the temple. He saw his people being carried off into exile. And he actually hated prophesying doom and gloom. we told that his heart was sore. But he also did foretell of God's restoration. So then Jesus says, okay, So I'm not John the Baptist, I'm not Elijah, I'm not Jeremiah, not one of the other prophets. Who do you say I am? What do you think? And this is where Simon Peter says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Messiah, of course, meaning savior or liberator of the people. And it was the expectation of the Jewish people that when the Messiah came, he would liberate them from all oppression, especially the Roman oppression. So it wasn't about spiritual liberation that they were worrying about. They wanted to be physically liberated from their oppressors. And then um, Jesus, and he says, "'Son of the living God,' says Peter to Jesus. And I'm stressing that God is alive today as he was at that time. We believe that God is alive and involved in all our lives. So Jesus said to Simon Peter, he says, "'You know this not through human knowledge, but God has told you this.'" And he says, "'You are blessed, Simon, son of John.'" This was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but it was revealed by God. You are Peter, and he changed his name there to just Peter, not Simon Peter, because Peter means rock, and on this rock I will build my church, and nothing will be able to overcome it, not even the gates of Hades, not even death. I, Jesus, will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, what you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And I do want us to note that in, bit, because people have pondered it for a long time, and I just want to mention how quickly I believe we need to be very careful of what we bind on earth, because we're binding it then in heaven for all eternity, and what we loose on earth, we're loosing in heaven. And then, of course, Jesus says to all the disciples, now don't tell anyone who I am, and we call that the messianic secret, and we see it particularly in Mark's gospel, although here we are in Matthew's gospel. So what do we learn from all of this? First of all, that our God is a living God. And I do want to stress that. God is alive. God is with us. God cares. God is involved with us. We learn that God does protect. We learn that God does feed when people need feeding. God looks after all. We learn that miracles at that time, if we go and look at the prophets, was accepted as the norm as were prophecies. And yet today, we fail to see that there are miracles all around us all the time. God is the same. God is still working in power among us. We learn that Jesus was a very different Messiah, perhaps, from the one they wanted. He didn't come and overthrow the Roman oppression, but he did heal, he taught, he did restore, he did cast out demons. He performed so many miracles. The one thing he definitely wasn't was gentle Jesus, meek and mild. We also learn about water being cleansed through the prophets. We learn about widows and their children having their life restored. We learn about how Jesus fed thousands. And so when I look at all the things we learn, I understand that we serve a God who's unexpected, unusual perhaps, doesn't always conform to what we think. But then we need to relax into God. And that's what I've been saying. We need to relax and let go and let God the other interesting thing to note is that Peter didn't instantly become the rock of the church. He denied Jesus three times, as we know, before he was crucified, Before, that is, before Jesus was crucified. And so we know that he was a work in progress, just like you and I. Now, I do wonder if you'd been walking with Jesus, what you would have answered when Jesus asked you, who do you say I am? Because that is a very deep and profound question and something we need to ponder Because our answer impacts on the way we live our life. As you ponder that question, coming up now on the Mighty Hot 1027, Spirit of the Living God. Sunrise with Shona, Hot 1027. Spirit of the Living God on the Mighty Hot 1027, good morning. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona. And this morning we've been looking at Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16, where Jesus talks about, well, he asks his disciples, who do people say I am? And then he asks, Who do you say I am? And of course, we know that Simon Peter answers and says, You are the Messiah. I've looked at how Jesus was a very different Messiah from what the people would have expected, and how he renames Peter, and how Peter doesn't change instantly. Now, I want to look quickly now at who do we say we are in Christ? Do we know who we are in Christ? Who does Jesus say we are? Because I think it's very important for us to navigate life here on earth knowing who we are, it really helps us to make the right decisions. So, of course, I think we all know that Jesus died for our sins, and so we are set free from all sin and death because of the work Jesus did on the cross for us. And I want to share some scripture now with you that just shows how we are. Um, the ransom price has been paid, so we are redeemed and we are forgiven. And so, perhaps reading from Colossians 1, 14, "'For in the Son all our sins are cancelled and we have the release of redemption through his very blood. Hebrews 9.15 So Jesus is the one who enacted a new covenant with a new relationship with God, so that those who accept the invitation will receive the eternal inheritance he promised to their heirs. For he died to release us from the guilt of the violations committed under the first covenant. 1 Peter 1.18 For you know that your lives were ransomed once and for all from the empty and futile way of life, handed down from generation to generation. It was not a ransom payment of silver and gold, which eventually perishes, but the precious blood of Christ, who like a spotless, unblemished lamb, was sacrificed for us. So those are just some of the readings um, that I have on this topic. And I think it makes it very clear that the price has been paid and we are set free. We are also, of course, saints set apart by God And because of our position, not because of our behavior, we can call ourselves saints. And it's saints with a small s, in other words, holy. If we look at 1 John 4, verse 4, you are of God, little children, and have overcome the world, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So we are made holy by God. And I was once told that the only way God can look on us, because God can't look on sin, is because when God looks at us, he sees Jesus, and we are covered by the blood of Jesus and the Spirit of God dwells within us. So we are accepted, we are wanted, we are needed, we are adopted as children of God. So who are we so far? Well, we've been redeemed, the ransom price has been paid, we have been set free and forgiven, and we don't need to carry guilt or shame because God has done the work for us. We are saints, in other words, we are made holy in the sight of God. We are also accepted, wanted, needed, and adopted as children of God. And it is Jesus who said, you know, I no longer call you friends, but I call you brothers and sisters. We are accepted, wanted, needed, and adopted as children of God. I want now to look again at this book, and I, I just want to mention who the book is again. It's Who Am I? And it's by Elise Marie Muller. And she says the following, being adopted into God's family changes the way we live. Because it counters the lie that says, I'm not worthy. We need to be saying, I am worthy. It counters the lie that I've never belonged, because we do belong. It counters the lie I'm alone, because we are wanted by God. It counters the lie that I'm a victim of my circumstances with, I'm an heir and an overcomer in God. And perhaps the last one, I'm not as good as with, I'm good enough to be God's legal son or daughter, and loved completely and absolutely by God. And so we are loved by God, adopted by God, part of God's family. We are also blessed, perfectly sealed by God's spirit, and as I've said, loved unconditionally. So how does that make you feel? I hope it makes you feel good. I hope it makes you feel confident to go out and live in the world. I hope it makes you feel humble, because who are we? to being adopted as sons and daughters of God, and yet we have been, and therefore we need to step up and claim that space. We are empowered by God to go out into the world and to live in the power of God and to know that power of God, to know the Spirit of God in every part of our being. And if we go out into the world like that, it doesn't matter what sort of week we have, it doesn't matter what sort of year we have, it can be a mixed bag. However, all is okay because God is good, God is with us, we are blessed, we are highly favoured, we are saints if you like, we are forgiven, we are redeemed, adopted by God as sons and daughters of our living, loving God. I hope that this has helped you in some way this week. If you need to get hold of me, you can do so on shona at hot1027.co.za. To wrap up this morning, glorify Thy name and all over the world the Spirit is moving. Thank you so much for listening. May God bless and protect and anoint you and your loved ones. Sunrise with Shona, Heart 1027.